All right, boys and girls, welcome back to uh, the show, the fourth episode of Die Trying Gravity. Today we're talking about Sweden, Sweden versus the UK. And if you haven't seen the show before, this is the show where me and Meleta, two, uh, two, two dad, dad bikers, uh, <laughs> interested in the gravity side of mountain biking, talks about gravity-oriented mountain bike stuff, I guess. Mileta, you're more of a free rider and I'm more of an enduro racer, or maybe we're not enduro racers or free riders, but that's kind of what we're interested in at least. Yeah, pretty right. much. Uh, so if you don't already know it, we're switching between my and Mileta's channel each time for this show. So if you're not subscribed to Mileta's channel already, go, go over and subscribe. You'll find it in the show notes. And also feel free to uh, post any questions during the show in the comments and we'll try to get them either directly or save them to the end if it's not related to what we're currently talking about. Yeah, the more interaction the better. Cool, so uh, today's guest is um, Oli Barton. <laughs> welcome to the show. Hey dude, welcome. Thanks very much. So um, give us a brief introduction. Who, who are you? Uh, I'm Ollie Barton, as you said, yeah. and I'm from the UK, as expected, and I'm living here in Stockholm, and I raced enduro, and I met Dennis Abnaka uh, a couple of years ago, and been riding with you ever since. For how long have you cool. been in Sweden? Uh, I moved here at the end of 2018. Mm. Just, right. uh, just... I moved after that really, really nice summer that you had. Um, <laughs> you I missed it. Here, um, I came here on holiday that year and spent two weeks here when it was like 30 yeah. degrees. And I was like, oh my I God, that's what it was. This is amazing. <laughs> Never seen that type of weather again. I traveled. Yeah, that's... it got warmer. How the yeah. is this? <laughs> that, that's, that's how Sweden gets you. Yeah. <laughs> and where, uh, where did you used to live in, in uh, the UK? Uh, so I was born um, on the south coast and I lived there for a while, but then uh, ended up living in the Midlands, um, which is great. Uh, it's quite actually flat in the Midlands, but it's quite close to a lot of good places to ride. You're, where I was is about an hour and a half away from Wales and uh, like the Welsh border, and there's just such good riding around there. Loads of places, do you? Yeah. You have your boy... Uh... Reese in the house. Yeah, Reese is here. <laughs> Welcome, dude. So, um, you, uh, you're a racer, right? Enduro racer. I am. Yeah, that's what that's what I tell people anyway. <laughs> it's not your daytime job. <laughs> no, no, I think that ship might have sailed somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but still, you're improving right now. To me, it seems like you're improving a lot right now. Yeah, despite the season being quite short, it was uh, it was quite successful, I guess. I was quite happy with it. You got a couple of podiums. It's pretty good. It's heartbreaking because I was actually one second off a podium this year, but yeah. uh, that was as close as we got. <laughs> but it was fun. It was a good year. I learned a lot, and and just it's that weird battle of trying to stay ready for races that you don't know if they're going to happen mm. or not until the last minute. And trying to stay fit, you know. Yeah. Tough. I hear, oh, definitely uh, fun. I, hear, I, I hear you actually getting uh, some sponsors this year. Could you? Uh, I know it's not quite public yet, but could you 
tell us something a bit about it? Yeah, um, so I've started uh, working with Alpine Bike Clothing, which is a small brand from Germany. Um, and they're, they're just doing general mountain bike apparel, like hoodies and t-shirts, socks, etc. But what sort of stands them uh, a little bit different from other places is 10% of every uh, of every purchase goes towards charity. Um, at the moment, they're putting a lot towards Doctors Without Borders in like mm. the current climate. So that's it's super nice to be involved with that. I'm still waiting on my first like uh, delivery of stuff, which is really weird. I'm super excited. I've never had anything like that before, so I'm super excited. <laughs> Um, and just really excited to to work with something that's not just from what I'm told anyway, not just good quality, but uh, sort of doing something nice with it or doing the right thing with it, you know. Hmm. Uh, I'm, still waiting for, uh, I'm still waiting for companies to stop dropping <laughs> bikes on me. <laughs> not, not maybe because of my race uh, results, but at least because of my YouTube channel. <laughs> It's, it it's not like I haven't ridden the Santa Cruz <laughs> repeated occasions. <laughs> I, I've always held back, to be honest. Um, I just, it's so hard, right, to like write to someone uh, and try and promote yourself. Like, loads of people that I've ridden with, I'm sure, will know that like, oh, I'll talk a lot of crap uh, mm. uh, and, and hype stuff up. But when you're actually trying to do it seriously, it's really difficult. Oh, yeah. I really didn't enjoy doing it. But there, there is that. That was actually one of three different uh, sort of sponsors that I've got on board this year. So actually, just asking the question has been quite successful. I'm quite happy with that. Um, I mean, you, you got to like give it a shot, and I mean, if you don't try, no opportunities are going to come. Um, there's, there's, there's also a very, very good podcast with Ollie Wilkins and um, Paul the Punter that went online a few days ago. Um, exactly about this it's it's mostly geared towards like how to make it big on youtube but like how do you get sponsors for whatever you're doing um there's a lot of talk about that it, it's it's quite useful to watch i think not not that any of us are ever going to apply it maybe but i don't know um pretty good uh, good listen but i i also think as well um like a lot of a lot of what you see on social media, everyone thinks that you get a sponsor and then everything is free. Uh, when realistically, uh, sort of my level, and I assume a few levels above me still, you still have to put in quite a bit yourself. It's more a case of, of discounts um, yeah. than, than someone just going, yeah, all right, we're going to send you a load of stuff. You know? No, but it's, it's, uh, it's you providing them value for them providing you either a discount or their product but yeah, you, it, you need to show what you can offer to them as well it's yeah. gonna change the, it's awesome. Uh, awesome to hear you actually getting uh getting into the sponsor life yeah it's crazy man i feel like i might have left it a bit late but <laughs> one of them is actually uh one that i can say is box components and they have a mountain bike level up program uh they've been doing it in bmx for a few years but now they're going into mountain bikes, so that's that's coming online. I've got a jersey coming like on the way, so that'll be my new race jersey for this season. Super stoked for that! And then going to be running the box nine speed on the airdrop this season. So quite excited to get into that too. 
That's that's going to be cool. I'm, I'm waiting for a review on on, on that because I was very interested in. I mean, technically, it's meant to be the same range, only just stronger and more durable. That's what so, I've heard. Yeah. I know. I mean, I, honestly, my my uh, GX stuff that I have on on uh, my bike, it comes out of true like every five and a half minutes. I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> about lock tightening the crap out of those limit screws and, and, the, and the b tension <laughs> the strap stuff, like if your b tension is a little out of true you're messed up it's no no way it's going to shift properly i don't really get that i think shifters nowadays or gears makes tornadoes just you just set them and forget right i never adjust them they <laughs> no, just, you just work you just lucky. and i was around gx too i mean it's not well anyways let's um Let's move on with the show. We have these two intro questions we do every every show. So the first one is, what was your best riding or training session since the last show? But I mean, like in the last few weeks or something. Oli, you want to go first? Uh, the best one, I have to say, it was actually with you, Dennis, uh, up in Alta in Naka when we rode with Reese. I thought that was super fun, riding that, the ravine. And that's a, the last video I did on my channel. Um, that was that was a good day out. Although at the end, man, I was so cold. <laughs> Freezing. What about you, Bileta? You've been out driving that uh, car. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, given the fact that my wife works and she can't watch the kid twenty four seven while I ride bikes, um, I, I get to make my own training. And lately, I haven't really been hitting the. Um, exercise bike so um two lab carriage um on the nomad I'm, I'm pretty sure santa cruz did not design the nomad with that in mind but it's a great peddler so <laughs> yeah um just gunned it from from roma to uh Jokosberg to Brukitsbake. um went up went down it was fun gunned it back it was snow i mean it's it's like pedaling a 170 mil bike whatever bike it is it's it's hard as snow but then pulling what like a 12 kilo kid and a 15 kilo trailer is yeah i was dead tired after that yeah, i was about to say that i i was about to say yeah. that i didn't really have a good session the last time but then you remind now you reminded me all of our session yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, was that was the best session the last couple of weeks um it was a good session what I really liked about it was it was so cold and so wet that the brakes never warmed up. So you could really tell when you were touching the brakes. So you could really like work on it, you know? Mm. And then if someone tries to sort of bullshit you a bit and it's like, no, no, I definitely didn't touch the brakes here. You're like, dude, I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So uh, have you guys seen any nice uh, videos? YouTube videos the last couple of weeks. I feel like everyone's got to say the the same video, right? It's got to be the Matt Jones one. Uh, it's phenomenal. That series is, is just crazy. The one that dropped like today or yesterday? Yeah, I think the whole thing's come out on, on Red Bull, but the first mm -hmm. episode okay. come out on YouTube. No. I've only actually seen the first episode so far. But I've, I've seen the, the clip of the, was it the Grain? Grain he did? Yeah, the running backflip with the bike, it's ridiculous. What really got me right was was when he was training in the swimming pool for it, it just went straight up to the top board. And, like, 
I'd, I'd be worried, like, uh, obviously you started on the lower ones, but by the time you got to the top board, the first thing you did was run off it and try a backflip with this bike off the top. First, you'd be like, it's quite a long way down. I'm just going to jump off it first. <laughs> well, I guess there are two variables here that you may not be thinking of. One, it may not have been the first one or try, right? Yeah, yeah. It might just be look at like that. And two, he's on camera for the whole world. Yeah, so you yeah. don't really want to go all chicken, right? <laughs> and he's been doing it since he was like five, and he's a professional mountain biker. He's got like the muscle memory down for a flip. So, yeah, yeah. what's really the difference doing it off a five meter jumping board? I really liked it. It was the two brothers as well. And John, as soon as he asked him, he's like, Do you want to go? It's like, No, nah, I'm all right watching. Most <laughs> <laughs> people would be exactly like that. <laughs> So yeah. what about you, Milita? Do you have the same video or? Uh, well, I, I did think that that video or that series, I watched it on Red Bull, is is awesome. And it kind of details the, you know, the progression of trying to learn tricks, which which is fun for me because I'm, I'm thinking about 360 now and I'm going to go and try it in, in Yavla soon. But uh, no, I ordered a new, a new frame, actually, not a new bike. Uh, I ordered the uh, the Meta, Commissile uh, Meta HD um their hardtail um enduro bike um and in the process of ordering that i watched the release video for the 2021 version and god damn is it fun i mean it's, it, it starts off with an endo pivot and a dude doing a um uh, like rolling backwards down some stairs um which then goes into the same dude jumping on a railing and then like rock walk dropping two meters off of a railing, which is just like the 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 intensity that the 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 tricks right out of the bat is just ridiculous. And then it's so the the track that I live laid over it is just one of these like happy go lucky kind of poppy feeling tracks, and he's just you know jumping from rock to rock over streams and stuff. And it just it really shows how much he can do on on any bike i mean it's a hardtail people think the hardtails are so limited they're not they're really not i mean they're they're fun bike just like any other bike um so yeah um watch that video it's it's good good fun yeah me i actually didn't have really a video this week i think i haven't really seen anything that interesting to be honest didn't really like that uh matt jones video that much either but um all i can say is i'm so over seth making videos of uh, RC cars. They're so, fun. Come on. Sure. But yeah. All right. I, I went out with mine the other day and it was like drifting in snow. It's awesome. Fun. I'm not saying RC cars are not fun, but on uh, Seth's uh, bike channel, I'm not so sure about that. I mean, yeah, it was cool. One, one video, two videos, but uh, anyways, let's uh, move on to the main topic. Sweden right. versus UK today. So, I mean, Oli, you're our main guy. You you know everything about this topic, right? Nah. That's why we have you on the show. But I mean, to begin with, where where in the UK and where in Sweden have you ridden? How much? I mean, how much have you seen the countries? Okay, so my like home trails in the UK would have been Canic Chase, and you have uh, so you have Canic Chase, which is like a really big trail center, and then. Just off to the side of it, you've got Style Cop, which is uh, a small downhill venue. And they have uh, they have like small downhill races there every year. They have like I think they have 
maybe three series every year. You know, every year there's not a pandemic anyway. <laughs> um, and then other than that, it was Forest of Dean, and there they had enduro races, they had downhill races, and they've, they've just got loads of sort of hidden tracks out the way, and they've got trail centers. So it's a really nice place to be able to go, especially back then riding with uh, riding with Alice. We could go and we could do a loop of the uh, like the, the sort of the blue trail and the red trail, and then after that, go and hit some laps on the downhill tracks. And it was it was super nice there. Uh, and then further on from that, you had just everything in Wales. Personal favourites probably Quinn Calm. The stuff out there was incredible, and there's there's some really like small, uh, not small. There's some really big local tracks there that are just really unheard of. Like it, it's such a small amount of people that that know of them. And I was I was showing them actually on one of like my last rides in the UK before I left. Like. Oh. What am I doing? I've only just found out about this. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, sorry. No, go on. Uh, and then in Sweden, it's Stockholm, which I mean, straight away, like it's just completely different. Eh? Like, you really, really, really have to work for your descendant in Stockholm, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> there's, um, there's a reason why uh, Sweden has produced pretty decent uh, cross country riders. Um, sure. And it's mostly because what we're riding is is it's flat, but it's not cross country. Uh, you need to have some goddamn skills to ride half a nutka. I mean, it's it's pretty gnarly in places. And uh, outside of Stockholm, anyway, I've ridden the full ESS series in 2019, so that that took in a lot of places. I think we went uh, we went to Gothenburg, which is like the same as Stockholm, really. Uh, we did Fallon, we did Stolvesborg, which was, that was an XC race. Oh my. Where else did we go? Uh, Gesunda, which is just, that's probably my favorite place to ride in Sweden. I think that's yeah. so good. Um, I went to Aura in 2018, but I've not raced there yet. Fingers crossed that comes off this year. But they're, they're... Have you ridden the Daniel track over there? The Their competition Daniel track, the one that goes yeah. under the lift? Yeah, we were there for yeah. it was pretty wild. It was it was that summer when it was super super dry. So oh, okay. you know when when stuff almost goes too far to dry, yeah. it, and there's just as little grip as there is when it's soaking wet. You know. Yep. We rode it nice. um, last year when there was a river flowing down it. So yeah. I saw that. <laughs> it's good fun. Love that track. So, what would you say are the main differences between riding in Sweden and, and the UK? I think if I take uh, if I take Stockholm specifically, the diff the difference is like the terrain. Like I, I so I, I went to Whistler like six or seven years ago, and when I moved here, I couldn't believe how similar it is to Canada. Or the terrain there, just lacking the uh, <laughs> the elevation somewhat. <laughs> like what I always say about riding in Stockholm, you'll ride world class trails for like fifteen seconds, and that's it. You know, mm-hmm. you have these amazing bits, but they're so short, and then it's not. That sounds so sad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but in the UK, so you often have like a longer trail, and, and I think we're pretty good at, at making use of 
small hills, but we'd often do it where there's a nice like gravel road climb. Mm. But to like local Swedes, it'd be like Harbour Park style. Mm. Um, whereas, uh, whereas here, I, I feel like the climbs are just much more brutal. I, I really underestimated how fit you needed to be in Sweden to to get the same amount of of climbing in in a or descending in in a day. They're short and punchy, but yeah. you, you make an interesting point there. How how well you use um, both elevation and and uh, by locations. I had a look at a um, a satellite map of like a satellite imagery map of of um, the south of, of the UK. If you compare it to how much like woodland there is in Sweden, that's pretty much just barren. There, there are barely any forests over there. And I mean, if you just type in bike park into Google Maps, it's like every little like blotch of forest has their own little bike park. I mean, it's incredible use of, of, of land. Yeah, it, it, I think we, we had to get really good at it. But, and also, there's so many people in the UK, right, that, that ride. Like, the riding scene is absolutely massive. So you have loads of tiny little pockets of mm. amazing riding that outside of 50 or so riders, you don't, you just don't know about. Mm. But there, there was a spot where I lived, uh, when I lived in Nuneaton, um, oh, I can't remember the name of the, the place, but it was, like, on the way to, to Canuck. And mm. I'd driven past that. A few of us used to drive to Canada all the time. We'd driven past this place for for years, and then only found out about it in the last few months before I, I moved away from the meeting. And it was an absolute gem of a spot, but there was hardly anyone that knew about it. Hmm. No, that's also how you get to keep the quality of probably built to maintain trails and yeah. Well, the other thing that I think is really different is while the UK is quite small the variation in trails is massive. Mm. It's absolutely huge. And like you say, uh, sort of down south, it's really like open and rolling grass hills and stuff. But then you, you get over to Wales and, and it's it's proper valleys with, with big pine forests. Uh, yeah. I know that neither of you two have, have ridden down there yet, but the, the tracks at Iserberg were very much like Wales on mm. one side of the hill. On the other side of, of the hill, it was back to southern Sweden, you know, like from sort of like around the Stockholm area, you get these sort of big, smooth boulders and stuff and these rock rollers and stuff like that. And it kind of carries on like that, I feel, all the way north in, in Sweden, whereas that same distance in England, you'll go from like sort of uh, chalk tracks down south in the uk then you'll hit like the clay stuff then you go out to wales and you get like slate uh, but then on one side of a hill you can have these slate tracks and on the other hot side of the hill you have these pine stuff and then canic where i was was like really sandy so the variation is huge whereas here you could drive four hours to gazunda and it's pretty much the same stuff but with elevation you know yeah i think that's one of the biggest differences i've noticed here cool now uh, this this year um actually 2020 was going to be a um maybe going to england and riding like a few to bike parks down south um just because the flights are so cheap and i've got friends over there mm. um but um yeah corona yeah <laughs> 
So I think of all the losses this year because of Corona, unfortunately that one doesn't rank very high, dude. No, I know. It's like the McAvalanche. That doesn't rank high either. <laughs> so what's the what's the scene or the vibe like in Sweden versus the UK? I mean, I think it's quite the same. I, I think I think the UK really like really has evolved from that like nineties almost rock and roll downhill vibe and sorry swedish friends but i really feel like enduro has in sweden has more come from xc uh and and as, as i touched on earlier like i really underestimated how fit you have to be here to to ride or race enduro like it, it's absolutely crazy so many tracks you'll you'll drop like 50 meters of elevation over what like five six hundred meters whereas in the uk the track will be a lot shorter but it'll just be really steep you know but in in terms of the uh, in terms of the scene, like I said, you get these little pockets and uh, a, a small hill, but people will just dig trails, and it'll just it, they'll just constantly zigzag all over each other. And I don't feel like there's as much of that here. I don't know if it's more difficult to get the permission. No, it's definitely more difficult to um, yeah build legal trails. Um, What's it like in England? I mean, in Sweden, we have this law that makes you basically be able to ride anywhere. Is it the same in, in the UK or? Uh, no, there's a lot more private land in the UK. Okay. Uh, and and what, what's crazy here, like you drive around and, and like on the edge of fields and stuff, there's no fences or, or there's no real like defined borders in England. Like you you look at any bit of land and there's there's a definite fence or there is a hedge all the way along it that it's so like this is where that land starts and stops. You know? So the places you ride how, in England, oh, so the places you ride in England is more like this is a you know some people have gotten permission to to build something and build trails and then there's a small. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, but we also have a lot more trail centers. So it's like mm. you'll have somewhere that you can go, uh, like everything from a, a like green gravel road family loop all the way up to sort of like elite level downhill tracks all in the same venue. Uh, and I and I think that's, that's certainly grown in the time I've been in Sweden or I've seen it grow, but I don't think you have as much of that in Sweden. You kind of have more like, uh, you have like an XC center or you have a uplift center, you know? It, it also depends on what elevation we've got where and I mean, yeah. Yav, for example, is, is developing a very competent set of XC tracks um, right now. So, that, I mean, they've already been open last year. Uh, and then you've got the downhill part of it. Um, so, I mean, th there are a few places that are kind of going towards that model, which I think is a really good thing because um, you draw in the whole breadth of people. And, I mean, there's, there's just so many people that, might get interested in another discipline and might leave their money there, which is just good for the trails, I suppose. I think aside from these sort of trail centers and stuff, you have a lot more groups in the UK that just aren't interested in in uh, in racing or anything. They're not or anything. They're not interested in racing. They're just interested in having a good time on their bikes yeah. and making cool ass trails. 
and and you know the, the stuff that you, you've got the groups like everyone's heard of like the 50 to one guys and mm. and, and I, I i know i speak to some people and they're like is it like that everywhere in england You're like no it's, it's not like that everywhere but there, there's certainly that sort of underground vibe whereas i feel like here in sweden there's a lot more of like the sort of wannabe professional vibe mm-hmm. like like every I, i'm shocked like every race i turn up to here like everyone's in like full brand new kit and a brand new bike <laughs> every season i'm like damn i've been wearing the same stuff since i arrived like <laughs> uh, england you get a lot more people just in like a five-year-old bike in like trackies and that and they just absolutely rip you know yeah but that that's yeah, got to be going looking at videos from the uk it seems like it's a lot more playful i mean it seems to mm. be very much about just hitting a loamy corner over and over again yeah oh, there's there's so much to gain from it though right like when you're in that like small group and you're having a laugh like uh one of the spots we we rode in in Canik, there was a bit off to the side of one of the trails so it was literally like you push up for about 30 seconds and you hit about four corners and they're just they've been there for ages and it's just a lone corner that just keeps getting deeper and deeper and you're just like right who can hit this first corner hard enough to like g out and bounce into the next corner and you're just there and you hit it and you get it wrong you high side off you fall into the fern bushes everyone's just having a laugh and you get up and you try it again you know and, and i haven't done that so much in sweden it definitely happens like where the boys arrive with down south we get pretty loose down there but i don't see as much of it here you know we've got too much rocky terrain for that you can't roll around <laughs> yeah i remember you uh coming to sweden or when we got to know each other i guess you were pretty new in sweden then you were uh, always amazed in your Instagram post about all the rocks. Yeah, the yeah. I mean, uh, t- like, touch wood, I haven't got too familiar with any rocks yet. <laughs> <laughs> Had some close calls, mind. Oh, no, saying that, Yavsa got me, didn't it, in 2019, and I broke a couple of ribs on a rock there. So, yeah, actually, oh, I can testify they are quite hard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can word. I haven't broken anything there yet. That day's coming. <laughs> I love the track, so. So what's the racing scene like in the UK? It seems to be a lot of more races. That is something that, like, it's worlds apart. It really, really is. So one race series that I did a bit was uh, the Southern Enduro Series. So it's like London and further down uh and it actually got so big that they had to split it and have a southern enduro series and a southwest enduro series as well mm. and i think when i was there the, they were selling out and it was 350 riders and it was selling out at that and that is wow. more than any national round of the enduro sweden series that i've ever done in just the southern half of england you know and, and and it's not just that it's, it's like the, the quantity of races like if you wanted to you could almost race from like mid-march early april all the way through to september like almost every weekend and it's just you you got like the national series you got two major enduro series in uh in wales like i say you've got the two southern ones and there's also another one that's pedal hounds that used to be a, a downhill series a few years ago and then they they rebranded and then you've got the PMBAs in the north, 
you've got the Scottish uh, Scottish Enduro Series. It's and then you've got the huge events like the uh, the Hard Rock Enduro, where you get like it's like three, four thousand people they get there, you know, over a whole weekend, and it's like a festival and stuff. And you have like the Order Bike Festival here, which is is obviously mm. huge. Um, but it, I think that's quite different. It, you you have like the a national- couple of hundred people. It's not. It's not in the thousands. No yeah, way. Yeah. The problem is yeah. just so far off from anyone <laughs> living there, right? It's just in the middle but of nowhere. To, to touch on both both this and, and what we talked about earlier, the fun aspect of things. I mean, I guess you guys get way more exposure for like all the different niches of mountain biking because there's just so many more people doing it. I mean, how much video material can you produce for YouTube out of the, you know, few hundred people to show up at a at a like elite level race in in sweden mm. and those are the people who are actually very passionate about it and then there's the people who occasionally ride on a weekend and you know they're not really interested in showing what they're doing maybe they're they're, they're just out there for some fresh air i mean yeah there's just not i mean you guys have a much older mountain biking culture basically yeah. than, than than a lot of other countries um which is why I've also produced, you know, top level racers and not jobs. Countless yeah. <laughs> world champs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but hey, man, Sweden's Sweden's doing all right. You guys must be absolutely stoked on the uh, Ibis lineup for this season, right? Yeah, that'll be fun to see. Oh, yeah. That's going to be yeah. insane. Those two, are, like, they're so consistent, man. Like, that's going to be crazy. Like they've got to be going for the team overall, right? Oh, they're they were pretty close a couple of years ago as well. Mm. I think that they got third or something. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to beat Sam Hill and and that crew, but actually, it's hard to beat Sam Hill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just just him. <yeah, that's, laughs> but um, no, I mean, there's Sweden has produced some incredible, incredible top level racers and and cyclists overall but um it's interesting because there's there's just so few people there's there's one high school that focuses on mountain biking or cycling in general is that the one Um, yeah that's the one in fallen um and sweden has produced some pretty badass people for the population which is incredible i mean just talking to random people at bike shops and, and like random people at bike parks you see how much a sport has grown over over the last couple of years. I mean, we're, we're basically experiencing a boom now. Yeah. Awesome, but we're still very much behind a lot of other countries. Well, like, what is probably the second biggest series, I guess, like the, the Capital Enduro series here mm-hmm. in Stockholm? Like, the one, uh, or the, the one race that I missed this, or last year, sorry, mm-hmm. you had, like, two former World Cup downhill riders. You had like the Swedish national champion there. Uh, they, the, it's a small series, but the level was just unbelievable. The, the, the level's pretty high. I mean, it's like every time you go to Jävle, you get the stand on the start, like the, the same rolling ramp as, you know, the top five riders in the world. Yeah, yeah. Or mostly from Sweden, uh, which is ridiculous. 
I mean, it, it, you get such an imposter syndrome that, you know, you're doing your one trick and they're, they're discussing like their five trick combos of <laughs> like, okay, I, I do not belong here. What am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. The one time I went there, I did, I tried like to 360 into the foam pit like four or five times. And after like pulling myself out of there, the fifth time and then seeing like some kids that can't you know, even been 10 like doing it and uh, i was like yeah no i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna go get a hot chocolate man <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's also like this uh, the vibe with the pros is i think unheard of in other sports because i mean how often do you get tips from freaking max fredickson yeah, yeah. How often does Alex Alanco give you a tip on how you meant to spin your bike? I mean, that that stuff happens every time you go to the dome. Yeah. Um, and, and I noticed it when I was at um, Valorson, uh for mm. the last time we raced there. Uh, I get so I I can't. Remember. I just keep thinking stuff that happened in 2019 yeah. last year. Yeah. Uh, I I ended up parking next to the Warner Brothers van. And got there at the end of the day, and uh, they were just talking me through a couple of tracks, and you know, like they they, they didn't need to. There's no reason no. for them to do that, but they were quite happy to take 10, 15 minutes and just go over some stuff with you. And you're like, yeah, this is cool. I couldn't imagine being down in the park and Cristiano Ronaldo is going to be like, no, mate, that's not how you hit a free. <laughs> this is how you do it. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe not friendly anyway. <laughs> no, that's, that's also the the bonus you get for having a very small scene that kind of everybody knows everybody and you know if, you, if you're just friendly enough people are going to be friendly back um I'm, I'm assuming that like you walk up to g atherton maybe he won't be as open i think he's, he's, a, he's a very specific guy there <laughs> yeah. Like your top level racers are freaking top level and mm. they're very focused. Um, but yeah, I mean, is that not yeah. to say that they're douchebags? No, they're not. No, that's not needed, is it? No, I'm no. just kidding. I'm they're pretty sure if you went up to Scotland, you could get like in and you're in an even and uh, like Reese Wilson and and Barnes and that were up there and and. They were just sessioning in a corner. They'd be quite happy to let you drop on with that. And then, I remember actually when I was in was in Sheffield one time, and uh, uh, Josh Lewis and uh, Craig Stevens were like riding past, and uh, they'd like pointed out some some new tracks, and and like it was just like they were riding past. We're like, oh, hey guys, like <laughs> never seen us before. Wouldn't wouldn't even remember it. But they pointed it out some new stuff and were like, yeah, just go shred that. We just cut it in. Like, sick. That's right? cool. Yeah. <laughs> but sorry, we digress. We were talking about racing. <laughs> <laughs> so so what's the difference between a UK and a Sweden rider? Uh, kit, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we did like, better. I, Is that I get a bit intimidated sometimes, if I'm honest, going to the national rounds and the the guys are there and like everyone is in like like net like this year, guarantee I'll get there and people will be in 2021 pop gear head to toe. And I'll be like, okay, cool. I'm wearing my Endura Endura jacket that I got on sale in 2018 because it was the 2017 model. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, and 
And the other one, I, I think, is fitness. I think, like, but it, it depends, like, what uh, riding you're exposed to. Like, like we spoke about, like, if you hit some some like loamy tracks, I would I'd say that the Brits are probably going to slay on that sort of stuff, you know. Um, uh, but the, if you get to like the more rocky stuff, depending, like this is the thing, like depending where you are, if you're from Scotland and you can't ride in Sweden, it'd be like, yeah, sounds, this is absolutely fine. Like no problem at all. But if you're from the south of England, like I was riding like chalk trails and sand and loam, and then you come here and ride, you're like, what is this? <laughs> like it's either rock or like rock with uh, like a thick layer of roots on it. Or on top of that, you've just got moss. And like, they're your free options. That's it. That's There's all you no break, basically, yeah. <laughs> no, but I guess it's the same thing if you come from the UK and you're comparing like Scottish riders with, or Welsh yeah, riders yeah. with people who are, who are riding sand. I mean, it's just- But I think, I think it's one of them, isn't it? You take, the, you take the best riders out of uh, either place and put them in the other, they're still going to rip, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Like, I I don't know what the what there is real difference. I think I think anyone that does this sport is of the same sort of mentality. You know, like Dennis, you met Reese. He was out here uh, for a couple of weeks over Christmas, and and we went riding with the the boys down south, and uh, and it was sound like he just dropped straight, and he'd never ridden anything here before, and immediately he was just up to speed. You know. Good riders are good everywhere, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so, people watching, if you have any uh, questions about this topic, or all in general, or me and Meleta, or whatever, whatever questions you might have, uh, shoot them in the comments. As I think we're kind of nearing the end of uh, the Sweden versus UK uh, section, so fire away. But only to uh, kind of summarize, what would you say are the pros and cons with with each country? Oh. In general, or riding? No, riding. Riding wise. Uh, yeah, let's focus on the riding. The, the second-hand bike market in the UK is amazing because there is so many people with bikes. The second-hand market, you can get such a good bike for not as much money. But that, that one I only came across today because I was looking for a bike for a friend. I was looking in Sweden. There's like five bikes for sale in Sweden, and then and they're all like like two hundred percent less than like yeah, yeah, and they're like five years old, and they're they're being sold for like ninety five percent of the original price. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what what actually? What's like your guys like sort of preconceptions or like stereotypes of it? What do you think? Well, to me, uh, British riders. Yeah, yeah the stereotype for me would be some guys hitting a, a loamy or muddy corner over and over. That's the that's the stereotype. Yeah, that, that you basically have two types of riders: either your Josh Bryslands or your G Athertons. That would <laughs> be my my pre preconception. Um, yeah, I'd say, I'd say you're, you're not you're not a million miles away. <laughs> but uh, like it's the same here, right? Like you you really do have that like. Uh, and I think that's that's just one of those things that that sort of translates across all languages or, or places. Um, 
uh, if you're into this sport, that's how you are. That's how you, you ride, you know? Yeah. Reese has a question. Um, yeah. So what places would I like to go and ride? Um, what, what is that line that uh, Veronique Sandler did? The vision uh, line at Revolution. Yeah. yeah. First of all, Revolution Bike Park. And then that line. It, it just seems like the most baller line to hit. <laughs> right? the, the, it, it's built so well that you can like session things as well because you've got a road running right through it. And you like every corner, you're basically jumping off like one side of the road, landing on the other. And it's like... You're going back and forth. And if you miss something, if you don't speed for something, you just brake, get off, pedal up the road, hit it yeah. again. It just seems like the perfect spot to set some huge jumps. Yeah, it, I've, it's, it's criminal. And I hate to kind of admit it, but I never actually went to Revolution before I left in, oh, the UK. That's never got over there. Because there's, there's so many places to ride. Like, did like Black Mountains and Bike Park Wales mm. and 417 and uh, in Aleafen and all sorts of places. But for some reason, never got around to Revolution. And I, I keep getting sent clips of mates that are riding there. I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> how did that not happen? For me, I think it would be uh, Scotland. Whereabouts? You think even like Port William, Wales? Like wherever. To be honest, I don't, I don't really keep track of the. British uh, bike parks that much or you know I don't yeah. know all of them but uh, Scotland I think seems most interesting to me getting out into you know more like wild nature or yeah. mountains and rough stuff but I do want to hit it hit it on a week where there's 25 degrees in sun <laughs> which yeah. I guess is not because well, um, the weather <laughs> well the weather is not for me but um you're from Sweden, mate. Like, yeah, but the weather here is not for me either. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not for anyone really, right? I see you moving to Mallorca in your future. <laughs> the parents right. are good riding there. Alice asks, uh, as soon as the snow and ice melts, where would you guys ride first? For me, it's kind of always Hellas. Hard. The Hellas area in Stockholm. Yeah. But I ride every week, I guess, so... <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys um well uh i'm assuming it's gonna melt before or hoping it's gonna melt before the end of march and uh we've actually taken our van off the road for a couple of months to do some upgrades for this year and uh so that means i'm, I'm tied to lidinger so I'm, I'm just gonna be riding the ski hill i guess uh and then the the other trails that are on the hill that have definitely always been there. <laughs> Eternal joke. <laughs> what about you, Miliata? Where would you ride? Um, I'm very much looking forward to trying to survey. Um, hmm. But I guess I'll do my my kind of, uh, and this is in, in May if Corona allows. I mean, I guess I'll do my, my regular, just go to... Um, yeah, I've for the opening. Um, but until then, there's going to be a lot of riding, like locally, I suppose. I mean, the uh, the dirt jumps in Leidinger, they're, um, they're probably going to be rideable very early. Um, so I'm going to try and hit that. There's our little track that we're building here in, in uh, Hesseby. Um, that needs a bit of polishing. Um, we need to remove this horrible rock that's 
pointy and just about pedal height. And you need to be about 10 centimeters left of it if you're going to hit the hip that we built. And you're hitting that hip at like 45 kilometers an hour. So. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. you don't need to move the rock. You just need to get over the rock. You got this, bro. It, it's kind of exactly where you land to set up for the uh, for the hip. So we, we need to basically cut it or something. It's, it, we tried digging it out. It's too huge. Who um, planned that uh, line? <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be something going on with the guy planning it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Makes sense. Hey, dude, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I just, I just want left hips with no landing. <laughs> We're going to put a landing there at some point as well. It's going to be an awesome track. But yeah. A um, little bit of fixes to that as well. All right, so uh, moving on to uh, the outro. What's uh, what's happening on your guys' uh, channel the next two weeks or so? Or the, what's what's the next thing on your channel, Oli? You got Oli. You have a white uh, YouTube channel also. So if you guys want to know more about Oli and follow him, check out his channel. We'll update the description to mm -hmm. this uh, episode with his with a link to his channel. Uh, yeah, it's, like uh, fifteen minutes two, after the show. Two wheel stories, if anyone's uh, if anyone's interested. But uh, for me, um, I'm when when my uh, when my new race jersey arrives and my stuff from Alpine arrives, then I will be doing like a, a short video, I guess. Um, with with I, I'm really like trying to pretend I'm pro. Uh, and I'm going to do like a, a 2021 season plans video because that is what the people want to see, I think. But this year, <laughs> then you are going to look pro with a new kit and everything, like all Hell the yeah. sweets, or? Uh, yeah. Alpine, uh, stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah. One, one thing you're missing that, that S Works um, bike. You, you definitely need that if you're going to look like a Swedish pro. Yeah, it's, the giveaway is going to be the fact that I'm riding on, on a like short wheelbase, twenty-seven half-inch bike for another season against hey, that the works. sea of twenty-niners out there. So that <laughs> works. But uh, but yeah, I'll just be doing something like that. I'll be doing some riding here on Lidinger. It looks like it's going to be riding in the snow. I would imagine it's not my favourite thing to do, um, but uh, but needs must. I've I've gone through all my uh, like footage that i've had lying around and done stuff with it and i can't bring myself to do a 2020 highlights video because all the 2020 highlights videos i've seen have been like absolute fire and i don't think i'll be able to match that so <laughs> i'm just gonna stay away from that one you know cool so what's going on on your channel Mileta? um all right so I'm, I'm in the process of editing a uh, a video about yeah you haven't seen it it was on on the last last episode video about this little thing. My my daughter really needs a Santa Cruz. <laughs> so yeah, um, no, just a build video of how I sorted this bike out. Um, it's a little Strider 11 inch that um, now has custom Santa Cruz logos on it, just to match my purple bike. <laughs> She's pretty much <laughs> So uh, the, the title uh, I'm on parental. What can I do? Sorry, go on. The title of my next video about to, re to be released in two weeks is actually uh, failing in the race that didn't happen. What what could that be about? Uh, I don't know. Could no it be something about a race 
someone in this channel or someone in this uh, episode arranged that kind of didn't happen but, but just uh, just uh, i will of course be watching that but uh, just asking you guys because Mileta, you you've said that you want to do a bit more racing this year in your last video mm -hmm. i saw dennis you did uh, you achieved your goal of a, a top 50 percent race again uh or getting back to that after a year out doing that will yeah. take some credit for a bit of coaching yeah Thank thanks um but uh so do you guys have any sort of goals or like ambitions for for this year's racing and can i can i expect a bit more competition between the two of you is the free rider yeah. gonna get one up i was thinking you're gonna you're gonna allude to to what you said a couple of weeks ago <laughs> oh, yes no uh i want to do as much racing as i possibly can i mean my time's limited um my heart's still in you know trying to look fancy on a bike uh, but the the racing is absolutely fun and uh, of course i need a goal so uh dennis i think we're gonna have to start some kind of uh youtuber uh rivalry here yeah that's cool i always <laughs> like a good rivalry i'll be the moderator <laughs> uh, you guys who actually race are gonna beat the crap out of me well well, I think I beat you like with like this much in the last few races. I mean, you, you keep talking I'm about just me like some trail god compared to you, but well, you're faster, this, dude. You this is how much faster. I might be faster than you. <laughs> All I'm saying is I'm gonna have to sort out one of these races like in Flotsbru down the um, the free ride line and basically screw the time. You just have to pop some kind of trick on every jump, like even if it's a, a simple one footer or something. That's that's it. I, I know. You can't I'll be uh, more. <laughs> that's oh what I got. That's what I had a couple of years ago. Nah, yeah. but honestly, uh, uh, I need somebody to push me to to actually learn how to corner. Um, that I think I'm, I'm notoriously bad in in turning right, for example. Uh, I'm okay going left. But... Not an ambi turner. What's going on? Second Zoolander. I, I don't know. But that's uh, what we were going to do this weekend, actually, weren't it? Um, before the snow came back, we were going to hook up and uh, yeah. smash some corners here. But as soon as the snow goes, we'll, we'll get you both over and get some uh, get some rivalry started. I'll get the stopwatch out on some short sections. Oh, the the downhill track that we uh, that we rode in in leading up. I think that's that's awesome for for corner practice. Oh yeah, yeah. I think you beat me on that one actually, Miliat. I did. Yeah, I, so. I, I, I did not perform on that track as you. It's it's the bike. Yeah, I know. I know it. That's true. <laughs> no, but uh, you rode the you rode the twenty nine out there, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's the bike. Oh, Tight corners. Did. I ride twenty seven and a half. <laughs> Yeah, I, I rode 27 and a half. I organized the race. I've ridden that track more than anyone. I, I found that track a year and a half ago and took it back from like absolute obscurity to being able to be rideable again. And uh, and I, I did not finish well. It's nothing to do with the bike, mate. <laughs> to be fair, though, most of us other got to ride it in the dry. Or, well, it wasn't dry. It was far from dry, but it wasn't raining at least. When you got there, it was pouring down, right? So That was, that was awful. My my excuse is my head was elsewhere at the time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, are you going to be put in jail or not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be put in jail for not. Let's not go there. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's skip that. Oy, oy, oy. All right, cool. All right, cool. I guess uh, that's uh, kind of it. Uh, so um, the next show will be on Mileta's channel. So if you're yeah. not subscribed to his channel yet, make sure you are. The link uh, is in the description. Mm-hmm. Um, Mileta, do you have any idea yet of what will going on? Be going on the next uh, episode. Nothing decided in the pipeline, but um, I'm I'm gonna have to stick to my uh, my free rider theme. <laughs> we'll we'll see what I come up with. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Cool. So, Oli, thanks for um, thanks for you joining us and all you oh, people. Pleasure. Thank you very much. Huge thanks. Yeah. And thanks everyone uh, everyone for watching. I I got a. I was on my way home and uh, I got a bit wild texting people like, I'm on this live show today. <laughs> Tune in. It's <laughs> huge. Yeah. <it's> <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, see you guys in like two weeks on, uh, on Melieta's channel. Yep. Peace. All right. Catch you guys later. Bye. Bye-bye.